Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Weekday Wednesday, Tucson, Arizona's number one online radio podcast about all things medical cannabis. Your host, Bellstar. And the Cannabis Kid. Our show features news, interviews, and all the latest information about anything and everything medical cannabis related in Tucson, Arizona, and, and the, the world, world at large. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a call live at 646-915-8421. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on all social media, or email thctucson at gmail.com. We'd like to thank Tumbleweed's Health Center and Studio C, along with our many sponsors for hosting our show every week. With the lowest price certifications in town, you'll find hemp products accessories, and all things related to medical cannabis education. Visit Tumbleweed's Health Center at 4826 East Broadway Boulevard or online at com. And remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. All right, welcome to Wednesday, Wednesday, everybody. How's everybody doing today? We should have magic mushrooms and everything. I think it's above This world is too tense. <laughs> we need to calm down or go somewhere magical. Get some lucky charms. Go on a spiritual journey. <laughs> hey, Bestie. I'm Silver Sister. We only have 334 days to get ready for Christmas. I know, I'm getting a glare. <laughs> you know you're going to be late again, rushing around, crazy, trying to find socks, dandies, and if you go on Facebook Marketplace and look up Golden Girls, I made that mistake. I think we were talking about Golden Girls once on the phone and it starts coming up, you know. I almost ordered like a hundred things for mini silver sisters. <laughs> They're cute though. There's some really cute like big poster signs and each of them have a saying, you know, oh my what Ruth says or whatever. It's so funny. Oh my god. Who isn't a Golden Girls fan? Welcome to Weed Day Wednesday, all you Golden Girls fans. Grand Island, are you there? Turn the lights off. <laughs> What's going on? It is January 25th. We're done with January already. Oh, my God. How did that happen? We just knocked out the first month. You know what else we knocked out? At Tumbleweed Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down. You might want to schedule an appointment. We're getting busy. Because people don't want to spend that money. 25% sales tax. I know. Not good. All right. Well, welcome to Weed Stay Wednesday, folks. Knocked out the first month. I can't believe it. Um, how are you all doing? It is freezing. What's our temperature out there? Because it's just cold right now. Oh, hi, Scout. Here comes Scout. She's like, I want to go out the front door. No, it's cold. It's cold because it's cold. 
30 degrees in Tucson. Oh, my God. We are only one degree warmer. And just We got a little snow. We got some flurries out there. I went out to open the gate, and it was white on the ground. I don't know if that's just frost or what it is, but it's cold. I always forget because sometimes Arizona warms up. You know, we have like a 70-day, and you're like, wow. And then I forget January and February are just brutal. They can be really brutal as far as cold goes. No, I know. Yeah. So you're back to winter. (laughs) Winter show. The winter of 2023. All right. Well, folks, it is the winter of 2023. All right. So come on down and get certified. It's a good thing to do. Um, And you know what? Most of all, Aside from all the weed you can get and all the amounts you can have and how often you can get it and how much concentrates and blah blah body, I like the legal protection. I think that's a good thing because I myself would have been personally probably still sitting in jail. <laughs> Actually, we, had, we did have a lawyer at that time. <laughs> Different one anyway. Uh, yeah. That was crazy. So if you want to keep your guns, folks, get your weed card because it's 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 okay with that. The state's okay with it. Federally, no one's okay with anything you do. You barely can get out of your bed without the feds knocking on your – get back in. <laughs> what are you doing out? We didn't save time for Cheerios. All right, book your appointment. Go to tumbleweedcellcenters.com and book your appointment. If you want to know what you can get certified for, you can go to tumbleweedshealthcenter.com. Check out the certification section. And if you have one of these conditions and maybe even others, we'll explain, you qualify for your medical cannabis card. PTSD, cancer, glaucoma, AIDS, chronic pain covers everything. Darn near 99% of anything. Uh, Fibromyalgia, migraines, RA, DDD, back pain, blood cramps. You name it. Chronic pain usually covers that one. Chronic, uh, severe nausea. Okay, so chronic. Let me go back. Rewind. The state of Arizona considers a chronic condition, that's alliteration, 60 days. So you can't just come in and be like, oh, I hit my toe on the wall, man. We're like, yeah, we know it hurts because my friend just broke her toes and she's like six weeks out and it still hurts. (laughs) We get it. But we can't see her for two more weeks for those broken toes. (laughs) So got to be 60 days or more um yes we know because we've had people come in with car accidents they're like i got the car accident like you know um seizures all of them including epilepsy i don't know why they would say but anyway including epilepsy hiv hep c als crohn's disease agitation of alzheimer's cachexia or wasting syndrome severe and persistent muscle spasms including multiple sclerosis and you're also eligible for a medical card if you're being treated for something that's causing something. So if you're if you have something that's not on this list and the treatments are causing something on this list, then you can get your medical card. It's probably one of the coolest things that they did in that program. 
If you suffer from one of these medical conditions and have been diagnosed by an Arizona licensed physician, medical cannabis may help relieve your symptoms. Tumbleweeds Health Center is Arizona's premier cannabis certification health and education center. Our primary focus is to help the patients of Arizona obtain their medical marijuana card and educate everyone about medical cannabis. With current medical records, approval is a simple process. Contact Tumbleweeds Health Center to see if you qualify for your Arizona medical marijuana card. That's right. Give us a call, 520-838-4430. You can email thctucson at gmail.com. That's Tucson, for anyone who doesn't live here, T-U-C-S-O-N. <laughs> they have a hotel on the highway. I love it. Come in, and it's T-U-X-O-N. I love that. I hope they never take that. It's like from the 50s, it looks like. 50s or 60s, huh? And it's got that um, weird, it's probably like this blue color. It's like a, a weird, I don't know. Anyway. Tucson, Arizona. All right, come on down and get certified. Also, get on over to the Good Leaf at 6224 East Speedway Boulevard. That's our hemp and CBD shop. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous place. Go in and talk to Kathy and Michael, and they'll help you out uh, with all your hemp and CBD needs. We've got backpacks and wallets and dog leashes and cat leash. You can put a cat on a leash if you're <laughs> there. Um, if you can get that harness around them. Now that I have cats, there's cat stuff all over the internet and it's crazy so anywho all right let's see what's going on in the world of weed out there actually there's a lot going on with the magic mushrooms yeah even arizona is going to get in on uh arizona uh magic mushrooms arizona magic mushrooms okay arizona bill would provide grants for magic mushroom trials and that would be uh All right, legislation proposed in Arizona would provide millions of dollars in grant funding to expand research into psilocybin. Psilocybin. (laughs) That's why I can never say it. I say it backwards. Psilocybin? (laughs) Magic mushrooms, the primary psychoactive component in magic mushrooms as a potential treatment for certain mental health conditions. The bill introduced by a Republican lawmaker and backed by Democrats uh, would put $30 million in grants over three years towards clinical trials. Sign me up. (laughs) Using whole mushroom psilocybin to treat mental health conditions like depression and PTSD. Got to have like a major condition. But $30 million worth of mushrooms in three years? Oh, my Lord. Oh, my gosh, that is a lot. That is a lot of magic, and that's a lot of fun because that's what they are. They are magical fun. Don't do what you hear here. (laughs) Okay, the outlet reports that one of the biggest backers is Dr. Sue Sisley, of course, an internal medicine physician who believes that Mushrooms treat uh, magic mushrooms treatment could be a boon for ailing military veterans. Ah, quote: It's curbed their suicidality. It's put their PTSD into remission. It's even mitigated their pain syndromes. Sisley said of patients she has been, uh, seen benefit from psilocybin, as quoted by Arizona Mirror. Quote: It's shown evidence of promoting neurogenesis, the growth and development of nerve tissue. Um, there's all kinds of great things that are being uncovered, but they're not in controlled trials. They're anecdotes. 
from veterans and other trauma sufferers, quote. According to the Mirror, quote, so far the only controlled trials on psilocybin to treat medical conditions have used a synthetic one molecule version of the substance, which is vastly different from a whole mushroom, which contains hundreds of compounds. Quote, these agricultural products are very complex, and that is what people are reporting uh, benefit from, Sisley told the Arizona Mirror. Nobody in the world has access to synthetic psilocybin unless you're in one of these big pharma trials. In the last decade, psilocybin, which should change its name, has gone from the fringes to the mainstream as researchers and policymakers have grown more uh, amenable to mushrooms as an effect treatment for a variety of different disorders. I wonder if they're all secretly trying them. They probably all have them. Yeah. It has also become the next frontier for drug legalization advocates as states like Arizona cons- uh, consider measures that would expand its usage. Are mushrooms legal here right now? Uh, I don't know. Let me do a little research over there, Silver Sister. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? If you know if mushrooms are legal, call 646 915 8421. Quote, numerous robust studies, <laughs> robust studies <laughs> with robust mushrooms, have shown that psilocybin therapy is beneficial in reducing treatment-resistant depression, anxiety, addiction, trauma, obsessive-compulsive disorder, and other mental health disorders. It is more effective than synthetic pharmaceuticals by a large margin. Psilocybin has also shown effectiveness in easing fear and anxiety in people with terminal cancer. Oh. For instance, a groundbreaking study performed by Johns Hopkins Medicine found that psilocybin reported better moods and greater mental health after participating in a single dose. Utah Mushroom Therapy, the group behind the campaign, says in a statement, (laughs) Utah, the Mormons are getting into mushrooms. Mormons for mushrooms. I love it. The group is looking uh, to... Uh, up public support for the <clears throat> treatment after the state's Republican Governor Spencer Cox signed a bill last year establishing a task force that will study psilocybin as a mental health treatment. Utah Mushroom Therapy says that in the wake of the task force, quote, legalizing and decriminalizing silo, psilocybin, oh, I hate that word, in Utah is now very likely but still needs public support. Quote, and quote, the use of mushrooms has been documented in 15 indigenous groups in America and religious groups in communities in Utah. This petition supports those groups who wish to use psilocybin safely, sincerely, and as a necessary part of their religion. Illegal? Oh, no. Illegal. No shrooming in Arizona. And how does High Times get away with sending those shroom packages all across the country? Because they're really awesome. I know somebody who just got one. All right. Um, the use of psilocybin does not contradict other Utah cultures and is protected by the First Amendment, as well as the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. This petition is to advocate Utah law to protect the religious rights of Utahns. Utahns? Utahns, the group says. 
psilocybin is a natural non-toxic substance. Despite this, it is currently a Schedule 1 substance. What is with the government and all their scheduling one of the fun drugs? Good Lord, guys. Let us have a good time. Ah. And they make you happy. <laughs> oh, scientists have demonstrated it has profound medicinal value and believe serotonin, uh, serotonergic hallucin- hallucinogens assist cognitive processes and should be decriminalized. Serotonin, okay, serotonin, serotonergic, okay. Psychedelics can change perception and mood, help people soften their perspective and outlook, and process events that may otherwise lead to substance abuse, trauma, and criminal behavior. It continues. So there you have it. Psilocybin in Arizona and Sioux, Sicily. Not yet. Coming soon. (laughs) Probably to a dispensary near you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, probably to the good leaf near you. All right, so delta eight, delta ten, HHH, right? HHC. All right, let's see if we can find an HHC article. All these new. So are these all synthetic? They're all synthetic chemicals. No, they're. They're, they're chemical process to derive it from hemp. Okay. So technically it's legal. But like I saw on TV, this lady said, I think it was a new son or some lady. She was, a, she was an older lady. Probably. She's like, yeah, we all thought it was black and white grown up. We all know it's all gray now. <laughs> Everything is gray. It just, it is. Even you are. All right. The main oh okay, the main difference between THC and HHC is how long their effects last. All right, well let's see. Discover magazine. Um, HHC creates effects that are comparable to THC but last much longer. HHC is also more resistant to heat and UV exposure than THC, although research into HHC safety is limited. Everything suggests it isn't any more dangerous than THC. Well, and that's what we thought about the egg. Ah. And look at us now. <laughs> okay. Um, HHC creates effects that can last up to 12 hours, while THC's effects only last a few hours. This makes HHC a better choice for those who want long-lasting relief from their symptoms. However, it's important to note that the duration of HHC's effects can vary depending on the person. When you consume HHC, we didn't even explain what HHC was, did we? How... Yeah, all right. It's another compound in the hemp plant. Um, so this is just THC versus HHC, but maybe it'll explain a little bit. Well, let's. we're going to... Squirrel is HHC uh, cannabinoid. Ooh, someone else has already asked that. Drum roll. Um, it is a cannabinoid. Um, and they are naturally occurring compounds. They Scientists have found more than 100. Oh, boy, here's the question. Will I pass a drug test if I use it? Okay. What? Compounds? 
exactly. That's the word on the street? Word on the street. 113? Uh-oh. I think Mrs. Winchester may have had a hand in this one. <laughs> okay. Here we go. We'll just veer off a little bit from Leafly. We want to know what is HHC. Among the wave of hemp-derived cannabinoids sweeping the country, Delta-8, Delta-O, and Delta-10, among them, few have eluded public understanding more than HHC. Googling the compound brings up a host of contradictory information about its legality, its effects on the body, and even whether it occurs naturally in the cannabis plant. Don't give me that look. She's like, why isn't my front door open? Making sense of HHC is complicated, in part because it has only recently reached the market and only a handful of retailers are selling it, mostly in the form of vape carts. Um, for some reason, it just seems like it's coming like powder form. I mean, people are start snorting this stuff. Flower and vape. Flower and vape? Yeah. Oh. All gummies. A lot of gummies. A lot of gummies. So much color. <laughs> The cannabinoid effect offers lots of potential. However, don't be surprised if you start hearing more about it soon. As state and federal agencies continue to ban Delta-8 THC, the most popular hemp-derived cannabinoid, uh, HHC offers a tiny bit more legal promise. Just a tiny bit. And appeal, since it's not actually a THC compound at all. It may also elude drug tests, although the evidence for that is purely anecdotal at this point. So <laughs> people are out there doing it and tr- testing they're testing here. It's purely anecdotal. Um, H- quote, HHC is one of our fastest growing products, Liam Burns, founder and CEO of Barely Legal Hemp, B-E-A-R-L-Y. I wonder if they have a little bear. One of the main retailers of the cannabinoid, told Leafly, that's due to regulations that have banned Delta-8, but people are buying it in states where they can buy Delta-8, too. Um, HHC was first created in 1944 by the American chemist Roger Adams when he added hydrogen molecules to Delta-9 THC. This process, known as hydrogenation, converts THC to HHC. uh, Hydrogenation. uh, Hydrogenation. Unknown caller. Denied. Sorry. Uh, Isn't limited to cannabinoid production. A similar process Hydrogenation is used to convert vegetable oil to margarine. Hydrogenation. While Adams created HHC from conventional cannabis-derived THC, these days the cannabinoid is typically derived um, through a process that begins with hemp and low THC. Cannabis plants uh, that were made federally legal by Congress in the 2018 Farm Bill. How is HHC different from THC or Delta-8? Well, chemically speaking, HHC includes a hydrogen molecule that THC does not. How do you add? Yeah, that's crazy. How do you just add a molecule? Wow. Um, okay, consumers and scientists alike observe that HHC induces less potent and psychoactive psychoactive effects in the conventional Delta-9 THC. Manufacturers often equate the HHC high with a Delta-8 THC high. Anecdotally, I have found HHC to be even less psychoactive than Delta-8. But isn't Delta-8 supposed to be really psychoactive? Strong? No? 
I thought it was supposed to be, which one's supposed to be really strong? Is the one? JCO. Oh, but they're finding that vaping that is not a good thing to do. That's scout. All right. Yeah. Um, how is HAC made? It's a many-step process. First, CBD extracted from raw hemp, stilled and isolated in a powder form. From there, things will get a little more complicated. We spoke with Kyle Ray, uh, Chief Operating Officer of Colorado Chromatography, about the process his company uses. In addition to HHC, Colorado Chromatography also produces CBG, CBN, and other specialized compounds in its facility outside of Denver. Barely Legal is one of their clients. Uh, Ray described HHC manufacturing as a proprietary process that takes place inside a chemical reactor. It's exactly like the part in the Bible that applies to that exact situation. Think about the reactor as a black box, Ray told Leafly. It goes CBD, out comes HHC. Oh, you mean like a magic box, like with the guy with the top hat and the little bunny? Woo, poof. There it is, and the little wand. Poof. And the pretty lady next to him, <laughs> doing a Vanna White. Ray describes the HHC as a gold dark oil that we refine, we refine from that stage before distilling it. <clears throat> is it safe to make? Well, Richard Sam, scientific director at KCA Laboratories in Nicholasville, Kentucky, has tested HHC products in the past few months, including, incidentally, barely legal. He told Leafly HHC can be produced safely in a well-equipped laboratory, but if you scale up production, he said, the risks rise to the potential risk here is with explosions, he explained. Oh, my God. No, thank you. I like growing my tiny little weed plants out back and just, you know, magic. Um, <clears throat> Kyle Ray of Colorado Chemotography said um, the company only makes its HHC in an explosive proof space. Everything's grounded. There's no potential for static discharge. What are the effects of HHC on the body and mind? Well, there's a lack of consensus around HHC's potency. The complication arises in part from the fact that when the cannabinoid is manufactured, the end result is a mixture of two different kinds of HHC molecules. 9-R-HHC actually binds to the body's natural endocannabinoid receptors, while 9-S-HHC, because of its significantly different molecular structure, doesn't do nearly so well. Quote, the one that fits into the receptors produces similar effects as Delta-8 THC, <clears throat> but takes a much higher amount to do so, um, said Richard Sam. With a sufficient dose, THC-like effects can be observed. Okay, 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 I get it. I'm just thinking, why are we altering the plant to get, why don't we just grab cannabis instead, but... Because this is I know. I know. It's just jumping through hoops. It's just, it's just another gray area. Option. In other words, HHC can have THC-like effects on the body and mind, but HHC is less potent milligram per milligram than Delta-8. Um, Delta-8 it, itself generally regarded as about half as potent as the standard Delta-9 THC. 
Uh, Kyle Ray of Colorado Chromatography told Leafly that while the ratios of the active and inactive HHC molecules can vary from batch to batch, they need to be at least 50% active <clears throat> to pass muster. Uh, quote, trying to get those two isolated and separated from each other uh, would be uh, cost would be so cost ineffective that it wouldn't really make a viable product, he explained. So our goal when we're making our HHC is always to maximize the amount of the active compound and minimize the amount of the less active compound. However, it's never a perfect gambit. It's usually somewhere around two to one or one to one. When it comes to the effects of HHC, Liam Burns of Barely Legal is a true believer. Quote, personally, with HHC, I feel energetic. I go to the gym. I'm sharp. My brain's working properly. I typically have back and shoulder pain, but I have no pain when I'm on it. Aside from a faintly plasticky taste, uh uh-oh, my own experience with the company's HHC vape carts was similarly pleasant. Although the Blue Dream cart didn't give me the same energy boost, it offered a pleasant and mildly cerebral high, and it did, in fact, soothe my aching muscles. Does HHC show up on a drug test? Burns, a barely legal, believes that some of HHC's appeal stems from evidence suggesting that it can evade drug tests. But, and this is important, he acknowledges the evidence is only anecdotal. This is just what he's hearing from his customers. So it's all gray still. James Steffens, vice president of innovation at Creo, a biotech firm specializing in cannabinoids, has seen similar, similar arguments made about HHC. Quote, I've also seen it advertised that HHC doesn't convert into 11-hydroxy-THC, which is a common drug test metabolite, he told Leafly. It could possibly be to use um, to evade drug testing regimes if this provide, uh, proves to be true, he added. Word to the wise, there's no hard evidence that HHC does not show up on a uh, drug test for marijuana. Don't bet your job career on anecdotal advice. Uh, you know what else we give you on advice? Puff, 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 I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got twenty dollars in my pocket. I'm a hunting, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking into my house like what up i got some good pot i'm just pumped up got some herb from the pot shop ice in my fridge it used to be frosty my friends like damn that's a stoned ass donkey rolling in hella high looking like a steeper time dominating all my friends as i eat some chili fries draped in the snuggie with my girl sitting next to me probably shouldn't have had a big gulp full of ice tea but shit, it was 99 cents. I'll be blazing and smoking it. About to go and get some munchies next. Passing up on those cracker jacks. Reese's pieces are where it's at. Gotta get me some soda pop. Cotton mouth has been creeping up. I can't remember where I put my keys. Yeah, that's what's up. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. I'ma take your grandpa's ride. No, for real. Ask your grandpa. Can I take a 65? Seville cruising to my local Publix. Nothing better than rolling with two super fly chicks. They have frozen burritos. I bought frozen burritos. I bought some Ben and Jerry's. And then I bought some Cheetos. Hello, hello, my main man Obama. A couple states have just reformed their laws on marijuana. What you 
gonna do? Send the feds there? Hell no. The DEA's gonna be like, aw, oh, they got volcano. I'm gonna smoke some weed. Only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a hunt. Looking for a pot shop. This is fucking know about the science of marijuana what you know about people suffering from glaucoma they need it they need it it helps them with their condition if you don't believe me then just ask some eye physicians thank your granddad for voting for that guy richard nixon is the president who made the plants illegal but science is now showing that it's medicine for people and the private sector fighting to keep all of that illegal alcohol and tobacco pharmaceutical prisons i'll take those four major lobby groups and fight those motherfuckers they're making money day and night all those motherfuckers and bribing congress out of sight all those motherfuckers to be like, oh, it's immoral and unhealthy I'm like, how many people are you making wealth? Anti-marijuana lobbies are making all kinds of profits And they don't want you to stop it because of all the special interests I call that getting swindled and pimped shit I call that getting tricked by the government That law's hella old So it's time to update it, regulate it, and then get it under state control Peak game, look into my political telescope Think it's gonna stay like this forever? Not hella won't Not hella won't Being a hypocrite, you used to smoke weed, fool. I'm gonna smoke some weed, only got $20 in my pocket. I'm a hunt, looking for a pot shop, this is fucking awesome. Let's end the war on drugs, it's time to pull the plug. These special interest groups are nothing more than corporate thugs. Let's end the war on weed, the people have agreed. pretty low now huh oh you can you can still hear it but you can hear me too oh okay sorry about that folks we had to throw on some three little birds I was just kind of trying to because I can't hear it so that's kind of weird so we'll stop it um anyway huh I know but that's not fair (laughs) uh anyway sorry had to rescue a cat out of a tree yep 
That was funny. You should have videotaped that. You should have videotaped that. That was good. Oh, my God. That was good. All right. Back to our HHC. Is it safe to consume? And thanks for tuning in. You're listening to Weed Day Wednesday right here in Tucson, Arizona. Woo-woo. All right. Um, <clears throat> sponsored by Tumbleweed Health Center and Studio C. Oh, my gosh. It has almost been 11 years of this. Can you believe that? Miss mm-hmm. Tech guy. This is just hanging out on the floor. <laughs> All right. Is HHC safe to consume? Like any of the new hemp-derived cannabinoids, there's no standard dose and little to no research on the immediate or long-term effects of HHC ingestion. I don't like the fact that the other person says it, it had a slightly plasticky taste. That yeah, does. They lost yeah, they lost, they did. I think they lost me already converting it. Huh? P. When we're done with HHC. Down with HHC, yeah, you know me. <laughs> because hemp-derived cannabinoids, including HHC, are not subject to can, uh, cannabis regulations in legal adult use states. HHC products, uh, product makers, and retailers are not required to test their products for potency and purity. That's too bad. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. Fairly legal, however, does include third-party testing results with their HHC products from KCA Laboratories. Those tests show the vape carts to contain about 99% HHC. The ratio of, ratio of 9R and 9S HHC molecules in the test added up, strangely, to a tad more than 100%. <laughs> Colorado Chromatography attributed that to slight deviations um, within the margin of error. How do you have more than what you have? How do you have more than what you have? I, I can't even, there's no song I can even come up with fast enough for that one. Um, <clears throat> slight deviations. Yeah. <laughs> Salt shaker in part one. Binoid, another major retailer of HHC, did not respond to multiple requests for comment on this story. Ah, uh-huh. dun dun dun. We need that on there. Yes, many retailers sell HHC vape cartridges in addition to HHC gummies and other products. And now we arrive at perhaps the thorniest question of all: Is HHC legal? What do you say? Fairly legal says yes, but that's this company. The company's website argues that since HHC is hemp-derived and not actually THC, they should be in the clear. H, quote, HHC vapes, gummies, and edibles are perfectly legal on the federal level and will most likely remain legal on state level as well, the website reads, most likely. <clears throat> company officials additionally argue that since HHC is found in the seeds, and pollen of hemp plants, it is non-synthetic and thus a perfectly federal, federally legal hemp extraction. Other retailers uh, unsurprisingly agree. In a strange piece of branded content that recently ran in LA Weekly, Binoid claimed that the cannabinoid is legal 
with the caveat that, quote, it may possibly be shipped to all 50 states. Hmm. Well, that's like saying it's not. Yeah, gray. Other experts are more skeptical. James Stevens, the cannabinoid scientist at Creo, believes HHC is subject to the Federal Analog Act, which states that any substance analogous to a Schedule One drug, in this case conventional THC, would itself qualify as a Schedule One drug. Since THC remains illegal, HHC would be illegal too. Stevens also believes that there are significant similarities to the synthetic drugs K2 and Spice, which mimic THC, and are also classified as Schedule One drugs. That's true. No one knows what, what's in spice. We at least know this is coming from hemp. Right. So, quote, I don't think HHC is legal, he told Leafly. For the moment, HHC products is, exist and thrive in the murky legal zone between hemp, which is legal nationwide, and cannabis, which is not. Until HHC comes under a state-regulated system, consumers will need to weigh the risks and benefits of these compounds for themselves. Um, HHC versus HHCO. Uh, HHC continues to gain in popularity. Consumers have begun to discover its lesser-known cousin, HHCO, also known as HHC acetate. To make HHCO, producers add the chemical compound acetate anhydride to HHC molecules. As Stevens explains, this makes them bind more thoroughly to cannabinoid receptors and thus induce a more potent effect. Manufacturers report that HHCO can range anywhere from 1.5 to up to three times the strength of HHC, which is half of Delta-8, or not as strong as Delta-8, which is supposedly half of THC. You heard it here, folks. I did math. Yep, I did it. Damn test yesterday. All right. Wow. And you, now you wanted to know about uh, HHCP. Well, how about this? That's what I said. You down with OPP? Are chronic conditions holding you back from a happy, healthy life? Get on the right track with Tumbleweeds Health Center. Our CBD products are formulated to fit your healthy lifestyle. I would definitely say that CBD has changed my life. I mean, I don't worry about my dog anymore, and I don't worry about sleeping anymore. Tumbleweeds Health Center, voted number one health center in Tucson, has created a proprietary number of CBD blends, each designed to promote health and well-being. Let Tumbleweeds Health Center show you how CBD products might help you improve your life the natural way. All right, all right, all right. Um, yeah, come on down. 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. I want to know who sits around and thinks to add things to things chemically, scientifically, all ding, all ding day. I guess scientists, that would be scientists, right? Yeah. But that's bizarre. I mean, why don't you just stick with the natural plant and its effectiveness? I mean, they're pulling out, I mean, they're, what is a legal way to use hemp? Okay. They don't have to be regulated in it. And no one's going to, but they're going to ruin it for everybody because they're going to start, well, they're already going to, they're getting ready to regulate the hemp industry. Yeah. It's coming. It It is coming. 
there are a lot of cannabinoids out there. But what is HHCO? Here we go on this one. In the last THCP? THCP. Hang on. THCP. Wait for it. So is it really 33 times stronger than THC? That's the word? Okay, well, let's check it out. THC is a recently, THCP is a recently discovered cannabinoid that's found at very low levels in some strains of marijuana and can be produced in a laboratory by altering legal hemp-derived CBD. It was found accidentally by Italian researchers in 2019 during analysis of a particular marijuana strain. The full name for THCP is delta 9 tetrahydrocannabinoid THCP which is sometimes shortened to delta 9 THCP or THC heptal You got the heptal Delta 9 THCP THCP is delta 9 with the P on it, with the biforal, okay. delta nine yeah. biforal. Thank you. Carry on, fools. My mom would say. After the smashing commercial success of delta eight, the cannabis industry has found a variety of hemp-derived cannabinoids capable of competing with delta nine THC in traditional marijuana. These cannabinoids, delta eight. Delta 10, HHC, THCO are all popular in the diverse cannabis marketplace, and THCP is ready to join them. Now, this article is from last August, so it's a little bit older, but still probably relevant. THCP is an organic cannabinoid or phytocannabinoid, very similar to THC9, which is the most abundant cannabinoid in most strains of marijuana, although first identified in a particular marijuana strain, which they're not telling. THCP can also be manufactured in a lab by chemically manipulating CBD extracted from hemp, legal hemp plants. So they're not telling us the name of the marijuana strain they're getting it from. And they're chemically deriving it, manipulating CBD. I don't like chemicals. I don't think that's a good thing. In fact, to produce enough THCP to have any real commercial value, it must be made in a lab because there's just not enough of it in its actual cannabis flower to cost-effectively extract. THCP's molecular structure is significantly different from Delta-9. It has a longer alkyl side chain, the tail of atoms, quote, that extends out from the bottom of the largest part of the molecule. The oversized Oversized side chain, seven carbon atoms versus five in delta-9 allows THCP to bind more readily with human CB1 and CB2 cannabinoid receptors, which means its effects are likely to be more potent in the brain and body. So it's got a couple little things, more molecules on its tail floating around. Seven. Getcha. can liken it to like an octopus arm. Right in your face. Just about everything we know about THCP comes from the 2019 study by a group of Italian academics that introduced it to the world. There has still been no research on human subjects, so we know little about possible THCP safety 
issues or side effects, except that we can guess based on the effects of other forms of THC. So I'm assuming by now it's 2023, four years ago, probably have some testing. Yep, see? Um, <clears throat> sign from the gods, there's testing abound. Does it get you high? The Italian researchers who discovered organic THCP found in experiments on cultured human cells that THCP binds 33 times more effectively with the CB1 receptor than Delta 9 THC. Probably because of extended seven atom side chain. The CB1 receptor is the most important cannabinoid receptor for creating psychoactive effects, but THCP also binds more readily with the CB2 receptor. That doesn't mean that THCP will get you 33 times higher than traditional Delta 9. There is probably a limit to any cannabinoid's ability to simulate the endocannabinoid receptors, and each person reacts differently to every cannabinoid anyway. But while some of THCP's 33 times greater binding affinity may be wasted on already overloaded cannabinoid receptors, it still seems likely that THCP will be more potent than Delta 9 THC for many people. It might get you very high. The scientists that identified THCP say that the presence of small amounts of THCP in some marijuana strains could explain why those strains seem more intoxicating to users than other strains containing similar or even higher levels of Delta-9 THC. In the future, cannabis breeders will probably create new strains with higher concentrations of THCP to emphasize its effects. What are those effects? Because THCP binds so well with cannabinoid receptors, it's likely to produce effects similar to those Delta-9, but perhaps even more pronounced. The scientists who discovered THCP conducted standard cannabis mouse experiments. So human cells and mice get all the fun right now? Oh. Lame. All right. Mice displayed reduced levels of activity at lower doses, which became catalepsy, a trance-like state, at higher doses. (laughs) THC appeared to work as an effective painkiller at higher doses, too. What did they do to the little mice? Like, break their legs and then give them this to see if they felt better? And how did they know if they felt better? I don't like this article. That's awful. I think we should poke that guy in the eye and then give him some THCP and see if it helps. Let a blue jay peck out the blood. The ability of THCP to bind so effectively with cannabinoid receptors in the body could make it highly valuable, not just as a recreational high, but also to relieve pain, ease nausea, and help users sleep. Although THCP hasn't been thoroughly studied yet, it seems like that this cannabinoid's unmatched binding affinity with human receptors will make it especially valuable for treating those and other conditions. In fact, Tiny and previously unnoticed amounts of THCP in existing marijuana strains may already be responsible for some of cannabis's known healing powers. The scientists who found THCP in 2019 wrote that, quote, the discovery of an extremely THC-like phytocannabinoid may shed light on several pharmacological effects not ascribable solely to Delta-9 THC in marijuana, quote. Of course... The, power, uh, the powerful binding affinity of THCP could also magnify the typical unwelcome THC side effects like dry mouth 
and eyes, anxiety, paranoia. It could even pose new risks for users, but until we see the results of research on human subjects, we're mostly guessing. THCP versus THCO. THCP is very new. There hasn't been any serious research or any or many real-world observations describing the experience of using THCP as a standalone cannabinoid. That might not be true now. Not many people have used it by itself, since almost all current commercial products containing THCP are a blend of multiple THC analogs. We don't yet have enough knowledge to say how you'll uh, feel using um, THCP versus THCO for example, or how THCP affects you in a comparison to other hemp-derived cannabinoids like Delta-8, 10, or HHC. Again, most of the time, the THCP products currently available contain a mix of Delta-8 and THCP. Or a cocktail containing several hemp-derived cannabinoids, it's possible to tease out the effects of one cannabinoid when it's, it's, oh, it's impossible when it's blended with two or three others. Uh, by the way, the same researchers who found THCP also discovered CBDP in the same cannabinoid sample. CBDP is a variation of CBD, but with a seven-atom side chain like THCPs. It's possible that CBDP in the future could offer more profound therapeutic effect, benefits than CBD because of the increased bioactivity provided by its chemical structure. Will THCP show up in a drug test? Well, whether THCP will cause you to fail a drug test isn't certain because it hasn't been studied. I feel like we are not giving them what they need to know because this article is so old. I feel like there might be some newer information. But you get the gist of what THCP is, or molecules, longer binding chain, like the octopus. Ooh, now I want sushi. <laughs> Let's hear it for sushi. Can't have it today. That was August. So, well, anywho, um, I'm sure there are a lot more studies done on THCP, but they look like they're literally all old studies. Hmm. They're all from, oh, there's one from December. Um, that's that's probably the newest one. Uh, anywho. Wow. All right. So many, so many cannabinoids. So much Let's see if there's any 2023 articles about it. Drum roll. No, not seeing any. Interesting. Um, yeah, that's really weird. Not a whole lot. All right, folks, just be careful with whatever it is out there that you're using. Whatever thing, whatever new things, especially the new things that you're vaping, uh, especially because uh, I've read that uh, vaping THCO is similar to vaping vitamin E acetate. And that can cause serious lung problems. So be careful when um, vaping anything, I say. I don't even, I have some of the vapes that are supposedly pure cannabis, like just the oil. And even those are like, I don't know, maybe I just don't do well with with vapes. I just like my straight up weed. I think it's important to have just your straight up weed. All right. Well, folks. We're getting down to the end of the show. Thank you for being here and listening to me ramble on about HHC and HHCO and THP and now CBDP and you down with OPP. Yeah, you know me. 
Um, tune in again next week. Hoping to have some guests on. I've been slacking. My apologies for that, but we will get them on. Cannabis Kid is missing in action today. That's all right. That happens. Uh-oh, can you turn that way up for me, please? And don't forget, keep going, keep going. Only 334 days until Christmas. So, oh, I know. Uh-oh, here we go. That's all right, I got you. Thank you. Only 334 days until Christmas. You're welcome. Go get some weed. Come get certified. Tumbleweed Health Center, 4826 East Broadway Boulevard. Come on down. 249 special right now. 174 if you're on food stamps. We do telemedicine. And you rock. Tumbleweedhealthcenter.com has all the information. Remember, be smart, be safe, and educate. Have a good day, folks. Happy Wednesday, Wednesday. We'll see you next time. Be good or don't get caught.